This is the Sluggo. Slant and go. Casey's doing research. What is that? Uh, Kirk Herb Street. Oh, doing research on LSUSE. It is Wednesday, episode 65 of Slogo. I'm Marty Coleman. I am in Kyle, Texas. I'm the guy who put money on Spencer Rattler and DJ Uyunglele. Not one, both of them to win the Heisman Trophy. That, or is it that? That, Casey the Beef Cregan. He's also the rapper formerly known as Beefy McBeeferson. Look it up. It's on the internet. It's true. The other guy over there is Zach Locks Park from the greater Metro Pooler, Georgia area. Little Most people don't know this, but he's a hand model for Bush Light. It's a true story. He's the before model. He's the best. Hey, Locked guys. Head. Usually I ask you what was happening, you know, how's your week been and what's been going on, but today I have a story. Okay. Lunchtime, Kyle, Texas. I was going outside for a bit of water, and and I saw this thing hanging on the the roof of the um, covered porch we have out back. First, I thought it was a butterfly. Upon closer inspection, it was as big as my hand. I said, well, that doesn't look like a butterfly anymore, right? So maybe it's a bat, right? Austin, Austin has bats. Maybe it's a bat. Sure. Wasn't a bat. I was like, what is this thing? So I pulled out my trusty, dusty iPhone, pulled up the app that identifies anything. Yeah. And apparently in my backyard, I have a tropical swallow-tailed moth. Now, the thing is literally as big as my hand, right? Oh, my God. And that's not the kicker. You know where the thing is from? Now, I'm in Kyle, Texas. It is known to habitate um, Borneo, <laughs> the Himalayas, and the Malaysia Peninsula. It's what? lost. It yeah. Is, it's loster than locks. I wonder if he's walking too loud <laughs> after real. a game. Uh, <laughs> the thing you heard that story. Is, <laughs> the thing is this big, man. That's crazy. It, it, it does look like a bat. I'm looking at it right yeah. now. You can see it. It does look like a bat. Wow, that's intense. And this is a, you know, the commercials where you say you turned in your dad. I'm done, dude. I'm done because you know what I did? I took a picture and posted it to the neighborhood Facebook group. So <laughs> I am my dad. I am my dad. And then, of course, you got the lady around the corner who says, I saw that in my backyard last week. Oh, I know you did. Of course you did. Right. Yeah. No, Whatever. There's only one in the whole Kyle. It's yours. I, I got it. I got it in the backyard. I'm thinking about frying it up next week. <laughs> All right, fellas. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Clemson played North Carolina <laughs> State last week. It was a nail-biter. Um, but we ended up biting more nails than everybody else did, I think. Um, Tigers lost again, 2-2. Two two. But I have some perspective, which I shared today on SeldomUserve.com. I know Casey read it. I know Zach will read it after tonight. That's all work. Absolutely. <laughs> but the perspective is we've been really lucky as Clemson fans over the last six years. And 
these losses only hurt so much because we're not used to them, right? We could be Wake Forest or Duke or Boston College, or and we were for so many years, basically. Mm-hmm. But these losses hurt because we're not used to them and we're used to uh, playing at a higher level. But I wouldn't trade those three championship trophies in the Allen N. Reeves football complex for anything. I'll take this pain if it means somewhere down the line there's another ch- national championship. And my, and I've told Casey this story, and I've told him on the show before, that when they won in 2016 or after the 2016 season, I ran around the house. Everybody else was asleep. I ran around the house trying to find somebody to hug, like Jim Valvano, right, in 1983 or whatever it was. But I explained it to my wife and that that will never happen again in my lifetime. That's why it's so unique and so crazy and so wild, and I'm so happy. Well, duh, it happened two years later. And so we got used to it. We went from it'll never happen again in our lifetime to expecting it real quick. So that was my contribution. I just wanted to add some perspective. And I also saw, I've been putting up the highlights. I don't know if you guys follow me on the social, but of DJ actually making a couple of plays and looking like there was some hope of improvement in the future. Beef, I want to get your take first, and then then we'll go to Locks with his SEC shirt on. I uh, First and foremost, I, I be, I'm, I'm with you, and I, I appreciated the uh, – the column today that you wrote about the perspective and, and from your perspective, really, you know, one thing I, I think that we've seen this week, especially around social media is that it was a, it was a eulogy for Clemson football, which that's probably what bothered me most. This team, this team may be done. And, and locks and I were discussing it a little bit earlier today. Like this year may be a wash, but the way that they're recruiting and the way that the coaches have the equity, I, I'm sorry, Tony Elliott has equity. Be mad at him now. I get it. That's fine. You know, throw your ire all over him. He, he, there's a reason that he's been wanted at all these big time programs. The guy knows football. So I don't think we're done as Clemson fans anytime soon. I think that, you know, you have a year off. Every other program other than Alabama always has the down years. I, I think it's, I think they're going to be okay. So you kind of, for me personally, I took a big sigh, a Chad Yarber sigh the other night and said, you know what? The pressure's off the rest of the year. And I'm going to the game this weekend. And I can't wait to get up there because I, I feel like there's going to be some pissed off people. But I'm going to hang around with more people that are going to be more loosey-goosey because you know what? We don't have the expectations anymore to win the national championship. Let's screw around and go 10-2. and two. You know, why not? And play in the Orange Bowl or, where, or wherever. I think it's going to be okay uh, for, for Clemson folks. The thing that bothered me the most about the game, and then I'll pass it to my guy over here, is that they absolutely showed glimpses of being dominant. Those two drives, those two throws that DJ made, even the throw in overtime where Ross had to spin around, was still a great throw. Yeah, that was the only place that Ross could have caught that ball with, with the defender. There was They show times, at times, the dominance that they can be. And then the next drive, it's complete ineptitude. And so I think that, for me, is the most frustrating thing as a fan of Clemson, was that if they didn't show any signs of, of life, you know, you kind of be like, okay, well, they really suck. And NC State tried so hard to give Clemson that game this weekend on more than one occasion. I think I counted three times that NC State was like, here, Clemson, you have this. We're not worthy to beat you. And we were like, uh-uh, 
hold my beer. You guys take it. <laughs> you know, that that's just how it how it felt. And as Kevron says in the in the comments here, Clemson will be okay. All right. I'm gonna let me read off the comments. We're fired up here. We've already got uh, six so far. Uh, Nelson says he's back. What did he miss? Is Clemson still a college football playoff contender? Yeah, I missed anything, Nelson. Uh, Nelson also likes Zach's shirt, apparently, with the SEC, SEC. And your boy, Chad Yarber, chimes in, talks about DJ's accuracy. I think he's saying that's how the moth got into my backyard <laughs> from Borneo. Uh, Kevron says, hi, y'all. I'm pulling from both Clemson and Ole Miss this Saturday. Howdy, toddy. Howdy, toddy, and dabbo, dabbo, dabbo. And Jeremy Bone, what a great name for a dude. That's a great uh, name. I said the same thing in 2016. <laughs> I was four in 1981, so I waited a long time to see that Natty. 2018 was a surprise. We're the same and age, Kevin Jeremy. Kevron says Clemson will be okay. All right, now for the SEC perspective on Clemson. Zach Locks, Parker, you're up, bud. Your takeaways from last Saturday. I uh... – <laughs> I, I, I don't want to make everybody mad. Let's just say that. Uh, I'm thoroughly disappointed. I am. I, I just think uh, with the year so far as it's going, being two and two, four games in, uh, I think it's something that is very unexpected. Let's just say that. You know, you, you were saying, Case, about, you know, we have a down year, whatever. This, if you looked on paper, you wouldn't have thought that this would be a down year. I think, I think the tools are, are there, are on the team. I just don't think they're being utilized. You know, I was, I was just disappointed to see the offense again beating their head against the wall with the same type of play calling over and over and over. They're not getting the ball into the playmakers' hands. Um, I'm not calling for Tony Elliott's resignation either like you said he's a great coach he's wanted everywhere he's been uh the best coordinator what four out of the past five years or something like that um i just wish he'd try something different it's just getting really frustrating to see um i mean i'm even begging for a bubble screen i never thought i'd say that in my life uh just to get the ball in the playmaker's hands get it out of dj's hands give him a chance to complete a pass give him a little confidence you know get it going because it's just this up and down it's up and down it's like make a great throw and then you said it's three and out and just rifling the ball 160 miles an hour out of bounds again uh it it does it's getting better but it's like when you're below ground now you're a half inch below ground instead of being six feet below you know we're not like climbing huge mountains here i don't think so i'm really hoping to see some improvement come on here like it, it or just Try something different, guys. You have one of the best defenses we've had in years, and it's going to go to waste. And it's just really, it was really sad to see these kids get hurt this past week too. And it's just, it, it just all came together to, at the same time for the perfect storm. And just really, just disheartening. It was, it, it just, it sucked. The whole weekend sucked. I just, I was really Sunday sucked. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm torn up about it, man. I, I, again, I just. I, I knew they weren't great and it wasn't going wonderful, but it just didn't seem like we'd be in the spot. I, I don't feel like that's our last loss this season. Let's say that. I definitely heard that on the podcast uh, talking about two and two Clemson ranked number 25 and why, yeah. because that's not their last loss of the season. And it, the way they're playing, um, 
they could lose any Saturday, right? They could lose yeah. at Syracuse. They could lose this week. Uh, I I had a glimmer of hope, but um, again, a little bit older, a little bit more perspective. I'm not saying I'm okay with the losing. You, you guys know from the way I texted me on Saturday, I'm just as upset as anybody. But once the game goes away and I think about the big picture, there are 128 teams that would love to be in Clemson's position. Does that make three hours on Saturday any better? Nope, not at all. <laughs> but it, it makes, you know, when you think about it and say, how many teams have two national championships in the last four or five years? How many teams have won 10 games for how many ever years? And I know those are all platitudes for people who want to win now and probably something Dabo saying and catching heck for. But that's kind of the way I feel. I am terribly sad on Saturdays. And my nephews don't even text me anymore. <laughs> After the Georgia game, they just gave up, I think. you know. So that's just the way it is. We got a couple more comments. Uh, Nelson says a problem with the bubble screens that Clemson's wide receivers aren't blocking. And he fully expects more losses. Yarbrough uh, <laughs> says, I complained the past two years, hard to drive five hours to see us blow people out. Sorry, it's my fault. All right, no doubt. And that's funny because I don't know if I told you guys this. Um, I, I told someone this today. Parker, my son, actually asked Saturday. He came downstairs. Astros were on at the same time, so Clemson second to the Astros. As he came downstairs, looked at the TV, saw it was overtime. He knew they'd already lost to Georgia. He looked at me and said, is this more exciting than winning 49-3 to every week? And I was like, no. <laughs> no, I'll take 49-3 to every single Someone said that to me, too. Someone said it wasn't a, it was boring on a national – I think it was Mark Ryan, actually, for the ESPN Greenville voice, upstate voice. He said it's it was more – for, as an outsider's perspective, it was boring to watch Clemson because they were blowing people out. And I said, coming from the – and this is the whole thing that caught caught wind this week about the Tommy West and the Tommy Bowden eras. Now, well, that's where I came from, and, and that's where Zach came from. And, um, you know, every game was like Saturday, and it sucked. And it usually went that way, as the same yeah. way that it went. on. So, no, from my perspective, from where I sat as a student and then fan coming <laughs> beyond that, no, it, none of those games were boring. I watched every second. I stayed in an Orange Bowl for every moment of that 70-33 game. I'm for sure going to stay at the 70-3 to games as well in our favor. I don't know. And with the injuries to the defense on Saturday, as Locks alluded to, uh, well, the offense yeah, and defense, yeah. Yeah. Shipley, and, and I was thinking of Tyler Davis and Brzee, and, and, man, that's the heart of that defensive line. And this weekend gone for a long long time so this weekend's going to be a test for those for those boys in the middle too yep yeah so we'll get to the game in a little while i've got a pick on the game so uh we'll get to that in a little while the game this week with boston college hey let's look on the bright side florida state is zero and four um <laughs> and could you imagine an acc where clemson's two and two and and uh, lost to nc state and florida state's on four and lost to who did they lose to jacksonville state yeah. or whoever and they almost beat notre dame in the first game of the season so if there's a team with with bigger problems than us it, it's probably florida state so um, the acc and zach I know as an SEC fan, you've probably been thinking this for years, and I admit there's some fluctuation and up and down in the ACC, a lot of it down, because a lot of them don't care about football. But, man, it's hard to be an ACC fan this year, ACC football fan, because this league is terrible. 
That's pretty bad. And North Carolina taking another L to Georgia Tech this past week. They got Detroit blown out. Beat up. Yeah, terrible out of nowhere. And it's it's hard to watch. You, you just kind of like wince whenever you check the scores toward the end of the day. You're like, oh, y'all lost to who this time? And, you know, it's yeah. out of conference losses to teams that you – Northern uh, Illinois. Here from, directional Michigan-type schools. Uh, <laughs> it's just really surprising, and it's it, – it, it's, Rough. I mean, it can't help anybody across the board, recruiting wise. Anything, you know, it's like. Didn't Georgia Tech lose to Northern Illinois? Yeah, they did. Yeah, and Pittsburgh did. lost to Central Michigan or Central Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Central Michigan. So it's 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 not over. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is not. It is not a good conference this year. No. And speaking of guys who took L's last week, uh, Ohio State linebacker Kayvon Pope. Uh, what about asking about asking for playing time? Apparently, in the wrong way. Exactly. <laughs> Beef, what was your take on this little escapade? Uh, and and people wonder why Clemson players didn't get on social media during the season for a few years. This guy, this guy tweeted, and I didn't know really. I I recognized the name, but I didn't remember him. I think I remembered his name from like recruiting back in the day. Probably a four or five star kid having trouble getting on the field, and and tweets out, you know. F Ohio State, and so I was like, "Oh man, that that kid's rather maybe it's a recruit or something like that." Then you keep reading down, and you realize that this guy's actually playing, and the game's going on. <laughs> so, like, my mind was literally blown, and it was mush already. Why after watching Clemson, so I'm like, "What the heck is going on?" Just a just a bad look by the kid, a bad look uh, all all the way around. Really, Ohio State actually handled it pretty pretty professionally, and the kid actually apologized and. Uh, obviously was dismissed from the team as he walked off the field, threw his gloves and helmet, I, everything into the stands. It was just a weird, weird thing. And someone else will give him a chance. I've already saw oh, things yeah. on, on social media saying, hey, he can be a backup here at, like, Georgia. And it was like, of course, Georgia. For wow. a de- well, for a defense that could use all hands on deck as well, I think. You know, it's surprising that uh, he just, I don't know. Quit. He's gone. He's like, <laughs> went around the wrong way, man. No doubt. That was That's not going to get you on the field, right? That's, that's <laughs> not gonna, I tell that's, my son all the time, whining's not going to get you a mm-hmm. yellow cookie donut. <laughs> that, that, that's the – or does he say that to you? Um, <laughs> that's the thing is is if you're – if you think you want playing time, handling it this way is, is not the way to do it, right? right? Because there's no way – even if you – didn't uh, do the uh, the F word on uh, social media, the coach is not going to quote, give in to you uh, by letting you play more because you're making a, a fool of yourself on the, uh, on the sidelines. Speaking of which Oklahoma barely slipped by West Virginia. My guy Spencer Rattler, another off day. And um, the reason I, I brought up the, uh, the social media thing is because the fans are all over Lincoln Riley, supposedly on social media saying, put in Caleb Williams. Is that going to make Lincoln Riley put in Caleb Williams? I think it's going to have the exact opposite effect. He's going to say, I'm not giving it to the fans. I was thinking about putting Caleb Williams in, but now, heck no, because I'll appear to be, you know, appeasing the fans. And what if something goes wrong? What if, you know, what if he's great and I should have been playing him all along? And You know, the whole thing, you just kind of lose control of it. So I don't know why the fans think, they're going to have any input on what the coaches do. Locks, your take on the situation in Norman? I, 
I don't get Oklahoma. You know, we've, I think a couple of said picks on Oklahoma. I know Beef at least has said like, this is it, scorched earth from here out. They're going to they're gonna take over. And, and it's kind of like Clemson waiting on, I feel like Clemson's offense could just score 45 like that if they just put it together. Oklahoma definitely should be doing that, definitely against the competition that they have. And with Spencer Rattler, who showed signs of greatness last year, I don't know what's going on. I, I honestly haven't watched them play at all, but it's just he's just not hitting on all cylinders right now. And and it makes you wonder, Lincoln Riley, known to actually put up the points and, and adapt and make some changes, he really may be he may be thinking about making this change, but now, like you said, Marty, maybe he doesn't want to do it because the fans are saying he doesn't, you know, it's like the yeah. double yeah. Double, double look. He doesn't want to look like he's giving in, but maybe they will make a change. I, I don't know. If it's a tight game, he may do it like a, a, a Jalen Hurts to a situation. Maybe he'll look like a hero, but who knows what's going on over there. It's a bad scene. What's your thoughts, Beef? The fans of struggling teams' favorite player is always the backup quarterback. That's we right. had it growing up in, in in my Clemson fandom. It didn't matter who it was. When I was there as a freshman, Willie uh, Woody, or who was it? Freshman year. Ne- Neilon Green was there yeah. freshman year, and everyone wanted Brandon Streeter or Billy Lucky. Then, Billy then Lucky. Bill, Brandon Streeter was there, and everybody wanted Willie Simmons. And then Willie Simmons was there for his half second. Everyone, I mean, it just it was like until. Clemson got Taj, Deshaun, and Trevor. The favorite player of everybody when they struggled was the backup quarterback. You're hearing it now, so I feel like that's what Oklahoma's doing. I have watched a little bit of what they what they are. You know, I, I think Oklahoma fans and and coaches should send Clemson a, a, a thank you letter because if Clemson wasn't struggling, the the spotlight would certainly be on Oklahoma yeah. more than it already is. Yeah, I dropped them out of my top five, and I know that hurts Oklahoma and Raleigh's feelings, but I actually dropped them when they win because I kind of look at how they're playing and think, that doesn't look like a top five team to me. Uh, Nelson says, wait until Saturday in Death Valley. I hope for our fans and students don't do the same to DJU. Well, if social media is any gauge, uh, they will be uh, very much. John Chancey chimes in and says, Billy Lucky, I'm impressed. It was L-U-C-K-I-E. John. Oh, he's even correcting your, your spelling on Billy Lucky. So <laughs> there goes our five-star review. All right, Locks. This, <laughs> Locks, this is a little bit more in your realm here. Arkansas beat Texas A&M last weekend. And for another year, we have 360 days of talking about how great Texas A&M is going to be. And this is year. We're going to be in playoff. We're going to do that. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to lose early in the season to a better team. Right. Yeah, and Texas A&M, the Texas A&M-Alabama game, which is, I think, two or three weeks was supposed to be the big game. Now that's not so uh, so important anymore, and Arkansas is just a world beater all of a sudden. Now they have to play University of Georgia this weekend at noon. Uh, so that's, you know, Arkansas is really in a, in a rough patch right here. They've won the first game, which is more than a lot of people predicted. They uh, have Georgia this week, and then is it Auburn next week maybe, I think? So – uh, it's, it's kind of a tough little gamut they're running through, but I mean, if they can get two out of three, that's going to be great. They're going to be ranked 24th for the rest of the year. If they get two out of three, we know that like Auburn always usually is. Um, but yeah, Hey, Sam Pittman's a great coach. Uh, everybody knows that, uh, personal guy. I don't know if you guys have heard me interviews with him. He's got the gift of gab. Kind of reminds me of, uh, Brad Scott just can, can talk about anything, with anybody for the longest time ever. Uh, good coach. 
they have some great facilities down there. He's probably recruiting like crazy too. So this is just a, a good start for, for that team turning around after what it was for a long time. Boy, it was a rough patch down there. Does he remind you of Brad Scott or um, uh, Robbie Caldwell more? Kind of. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of Take my crazy. shoes off and yeah. <laughs> relax or whatever. <laughs> whatever you say. Nelson. Pain. Nelson chimes in and says the big game is Ole Miss and Alabama. And, yes, I think Mr. Locks will have a bet on that game uh, <laughs> later. Beef, do you have any thoughts on Texas a and Arkansas? No. <laughs> no. No, I'm just kidding. No, me? Yeah, thoughts? No. You know, I, I watched a, a little bit of this game, and, and I was impressed with Arkansas. And, and as you said, Marty, you know, we, we hear forever. And I was looking around at people saying, how is A&M going to be better? You know, they lost a ton, a, a little bit on defense. They lost their quarterback who was there 100 years. And I, I had my doubts on Kellen Mond, but he was as steady as they came. He was a good game manager. Don't ask him to win a game, but he was a good, solid quarterback. And then their starter goes down, and you think that they're going to automatically still be good? I, I just uh, – Hunter King went down, and I just didn't see how they were going to be better this year and, and yet still highly ranked, the, the Jimbo Fisher effect. And then an Arkansas team, an upstart Arkansas team, comes in and, and puts a little physical beating on them. Um, I know it was a close game, but it was it was physical. That was a real physical, good SEC football game. And uh, I'm not going so far as locks, but I enjoyed watching a little bit of that game. And uh, I'm glad A&M lost because I missed them on, on Twitter. Well, Kellen Mond is a great quarterback if it's 24-3 in the fourth quarter. Not ahead, behind, because he behind. will lead you – we're slowly down the field <laughs> and eat up all the clocks. So I love Isaiah to, Spiller. Well, I mean, we don't have we don't have to wind up missing the first quarter to Clemson game or watching it on our phone. <laughs> that's because, true. Because they're throwing 148 passes incomplete on the sidelines. They'll just run it up the middle, throw a little out. You know, just keep the clock, keep the clock running. But yeah, I did. I I didn't see much of that game, and um, I just I'm just fed up. It used to be I was fed up with Texas. Now I'm just fed up with the. Texas A&M every year. They're great. They're going to be great. Now, they recruit really well, and that has something to do with it. And I think Beef had a great point with the Jimbo Fisher effect, right, because he's one of the three coaches, uh, three or four coaches with a national title. Um, And, my God, he's got all the resources. I don't get it. He's got the money. He's got the state recruiting. He's got everything. They should be better than they are. Um, And maybe they will be, but they're not yet. Last game we'll talk about from last week, fellas, Notre Dame and Wisconsin. I watched this game on and off as I was uh, fixing up the man cave, which, by the way, Casey, I checked today. The Wi-Fi works out there, so that may be the future uh, Sluggo Studio. (laughs) The only problem is there's a refrigerator worth full of beer, like a foot away from me and you know things could get loose here with another loss or two <laughs> uh Notre Dame uh beat Wisconsin and it was uh they were actually trailing in the fourth quarter early in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter and then won by 28 how much what was it 41 to 13 yeah so losing in the fourth quarter but win by 28 so it looks good on paper and I got a bet on this on the Notre Dame game this week we'll see which way I go on that but any takeaways be from Notre Dame in Wisconsin as Notre Dame you know, it sounds ridiculous to say they won forty-one to thirteen, but hung on to win for another week. Yeah, they they 
I was not impressed with Notre Dame at all. And I know a lot of the people on the social media, especially Notre Dame fans are touting that it was like the highest rated game, but the noon slate last week, really, they were up against Utah state and Boise state on one TV. They were up against uh, Boston college and Missouri on another TV, which I was splitting time between because I like watching BC, but I don't know if that's something you need to hang your hat on, the fact that Notre Dame had good ratings this week. But I did watch a lot of that game, and uh, pretty much Wisconsin could not do anything. So I do give it up to Notre Dame's defense. Notre Dame got a lot of breaks as far as turnovers. Uh, I was not impressed with Notre Dame offensively at all, and yet they put up a 40-burger. Wisconsin was completely inept. They took away the run completely, and Jack Cohn could do nothing on offense. And there was one big pass interference call that they called on Wisconsin where it was a, a an interception and I didn't see contact within 10 yards of the receiver so I'm exaggerating a little bit but it was a real ticky-tack call but it completely changed the whole momentum of the game and then Wisconsin pretty much fell apart from there but yeah you know it's a win in advance sport right uh, I'm not going to remember I, I don't remember the the score of that game we we obviously didn't the three of us didn't remember the score, but Notre Dame won. They won by a lot on paper. They got Cincy this week. They're undefeated. Loxon well, wasn't an SEC game, but, but did you get any eyes on this game at all? I didn't. I I was otherwise occupied. I, I trust me. I wish I was watching it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it's it from the highlights I saw. It just seems like the same old Notre Dame team in and out. Uh, Good enough defense, barely enough offense, solid line play on both sides of the ball, you know. Uh, Wisconsin's just a throw disappointment to me. I, I, I really thought that they were better than what they are. I thought the quarterback was better than he is. He, his passing efficiency was miserable. Um, they're, I mean, they're pretty much done, I would say, this year, um, giving the games away, Penn State and now this one. So, uh, yeah, I mean, good for Notre Dame. Like you said, survive in advance. Uh, they they do have a, a rough go. Our, our, our other friend, Pal and JJ, have also mentioned that a lot of teams that play Notre Dame get two weeks of uh, rest before they play them. So it, it is something to be said. And, and you know, for them to still survive is, is saying something. They're not getting a lot of love in the polls as much as polls count for. They're still right hovering in the 10 area, 10 to 12. Um, I'm not exactly sure where they're at, but. Solid team, you know, but well, some people are going to have to lose in front of them for them to jump up. I think. Not well, let me honest question: Should they be higher in the polls because you beat a horrible Florida State team in overtime? Right. You beat Toledo by two at home. Every game has been a challenge, whether it's Florida State or Toledo, or I don't remember the other team they played. Um, and Purdue. Wisconsin, yeah, Purdue. Purdue and Wisconsin. You're just saying they're not, yeah. you know, they're not living up to the standard. Now they they ended up blowing Wisconsin out, and that's fair to say. But they were losing. Notre Dame was losing in the fourth quarter, so I think they're probably about where they should be, right? Yeah, yeah you're probably right. Yeah, this week another test supposedly. I mean, Cincinnati. Who knows? They if Cincinnati are they good? And, and, <laughs> and yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute because I got a bet on that game. Oh. Nelson says Alabama and the rest of the SEC have been raiding Texas recruits since Texas and joined the SEC. Nelson, I know you've been uh, bicycling around the uh, the. West part of the country, the not the world, the western part of the country. I said this before. This was my my dig at Texas fans when Texas A and M joined the SEC. I said, "You guys don't understand. You think you know 
every week now the SEC is going to be on on in Texas. This is not the Big 12, you know, everybody yeah. watches the Big 12 anymore. Alabama's in here. Arkansas has always been in the Texas. Some of their best players in history are from Texas. But the other schools are now in Texas uh, more often. And it got so bad, Texas joined the SEC, right? They said, we can't beat him. We're, we're just going to join them. So that's, that is true. And, in fact, uh, what Nelson put up there on the screen. This week, fellows, Arkansas at Georgia, Cincinnati at Notre Dame, as we were just talking about, Oregon at Stanford, Oklahoma at Kansas State, uh, Florida at Kentucky, Ole Miss at Alabama, the game of the week, and uh, Boston College at Clemson. How do we feel about the night game in Death Valley? Case is going to be there. But I'm just happy it's not at 2.30 because I'm a college football fan and I have to watch clubs. It's just in my blood, born and, uh, you know, born and raised, and it's in my blood. <laughs> Casey sits up straight, shows ACC championship. 2006. <laughs> and uh, 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 it's in my blood. So I watch Clemson and watch the other games, uh, you know, as I can but I sure am happy that Clemson Boston College is not at 2.30 this week. So, Locks, what's your take about a Saturday night game in Valley, the way things are going? Yeah, it's a solid slate this week uh, as far as I know what I'm going to be watching from you know noon. I got the Georgia game at 3.30. I got the Alabama game and at 7.30. I got the Clemson game. So, uh, there's plenty of other games to flip around and watch, too, if anything's happening. So, um, I look – Forward to the Clemson game. I think it's going to be exciting. I unfortunately think it's going to be closer than the line, uh, but we'll see. I, I hope it's a blowout in Clemson's favor, but I think it could be a tight one with the defensive injuries uh, that we suffered last week on the line, like we were kind of alluding to earlier. Um, Boston College is not a bad team, so we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I'll be tuning into it for sure. Beef, what's your shot? You look like uh, you're only going to watch the Clemson game. You're going to be – at, at tailgating, right? So maybe somebody will have a TV can borrow. What are you looking forward to? Yeah, Mr. Mr. Yarbrough will be there with his family. He's got a TV. Where we're parking, they have a TV. So I think anywhere uh, I go, I think there will be a TV available to me uh, and copious amounts of adult beverages as well. Uh, I like the 7.30 game as far as being there. I hate the 7.30 game as far as trying to get out of town afterwards. So um, it's brutal. The traffic is just brutal leaving after a 7.30 game. Uh, But, yeah, my slate looks a a lot similar to Locks. I'm sure that the CBS will be on. So that means that Arkansas Georgia is probably ESPN. So ESPN will probably especially in and around Clemson, there's going to be people with eyes on, on Georgia, then absolutely Ole Miss Alabama. And then hopefully around the third quarter, it'll be somewhat in hand by then. So I can leave. And then I'll listen to the luscious tones of our PA announcer in, in the stadium to hear the, how it ended. So uh, I'm looking forward to the BC Clemson game. I, this is a game that for some reason I love. We've gone up to BC. I've, I've gone with myself four different occasions since they've joined the league. It's a great spot for that I really enjoy going to. Uh, traditional Clemson fans don't really like it because the tailgating is kind of weird there. But it's a small, intimate stadium. Uh, it does get loud when they're good. It gets really drunk. Um, it gets really drunk. I'm not usually really drunk there, but uh, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. It's a good little rivalry, especially being a kid from the Northeast. It's a good little rivalry. My school against the school in the Northeast, uh, and BC's good, man. Dennis Grossell, he's a backup quarterback for Phil Yurkovich, 
who's out for this season. Grossell, he's really rallied the troops. They got a three-headed monster at running back with uh, Pat Garwo Jr., Alex Sinkfield. Uh, Travis Levy is the third guy. Like They're just going to keep running out fresh dudes, and they want to run the ball up the middle. That's really what they did last week against Mizzou. Uh, they literally ran up the middle, so losing Brian Bercy is a big loss, and their offensive and defensive lines are tough. So Clemson's got to score because uh, BC is going to score, and they got that little Zay Flowers, that little scat back. They want to get the ball in his hands too. He's, he's, he's dynamic. Um, so BC is going to be tough. I don't know why this line's 16. 16 and a half, I think, is what I saw today. I don't know why it keeps moving that direction. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting game. BC's the team to beat right now in the Atlantic, kind of like the Matt Ryan years. Clemson's got to uh, run more than 25 plays, I think, to uh, to have a chance, yeah. and maybe more than uh, eight or nine first downs. I uh, tailgated one time down at UT, and that was interesting for me. And, and I thought about that when you talked about tailgating at Boston College being different downtown Austin, right? I don't know if you guys know that, but their stadium is downtown. I mean, the interstate is right next to it. That Max bubble, their bubble for practices right next to the interstate. But it is just weird tailgating with concrete. I mean, I, you know, it was, it was strange. That was great. There's barbecue all over the place and, and you can walk to bars like real bars, you know, but it was just weird with all the concrete around and, you know, they had, the, they had the streets blocked off, so it wasn't traffic, but it was just congested, noisy, and uh, just a whole whole different thing. All right, we tailgate in the in the library park. Uh, it's a it's a parking garage, and you, it's the library parking garage. It is brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> it is it is so much fun. So I do. Oh, no worries. All right, fellas, it's that time. I don't think you could have done any worse if you tried. Oh, I took that as a victory. These guys are doing research, so why should I? Beef, you stink the most. A true believer in what they're doing in North Carolina. That's why I'm picking Virginia Tech, Tennessee. I love Spencer Rattler. I agree with Marty. I don't like this. Look, you smell it in the back door cover. All right, fellas. Last week, we I was bragging about our record on, on social media. I think we started the week out at 16, 10, and, and 1. Mm-hmm. And then I won... Uh, first one to make it 17 10 and one and then collectively the rest of our weekend went like this (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of what everybody said to us we went two and seven on the week week um zach and i went two and four (laughs) (laughs) appreciate it marty (laughs) let's do let's do the math that leaves Harry one. <laughs> Casey had a rough week, but truthfully, uh, you know, I was close on the game. But hey, I, my only win was close too. So what am I going to do? You know, I was one and two. That's my record. That's the way it went. This week, well, let's do this first. Let me share my screen here. I'm always always confused me. Where's the share at? Right there. Share screen. Oh, Chrome tab. So, I am the least loser of the three of us. Uh, Zach lost 1,792 bucks last week. Casey lost 1,650. I only lost (laughs) 1,535. I was so close with the Clemson game, right? I had the over under 47. All they needed to do was, you know, we know what happened. Uh, Same thing with me with uh, the UCLA game. It was at 60. They scored 59. Ugh. Yeah, we're both we were both uh, both struggling, but uh, on the season now, Zach and I are both seven and five. Casey's four seven and one. 
Uh, Locks looks like he's lost 652 overall. I've lost uh, 179, and Beef has lost a whole bunch more than both of us. But it's still early in the season, Beef. There's still a chance. There's there's plenty of chances, and they're coming up right now. But I'm going to go first because I'm the least loser. Uh, we all had our rough week. Um, I'm going back to the well. I took Virginia last time, and they let me down, right? They didn't score. But they were playing Miami. They weren't playing Manny. This is not a bet on Virginia. This is a bet against Manny Diaz and the Miami Hurricanes at home. I think this team uh, probably didn't care anymore. And I'm getting four points for a Virginia offense that at times can be quite electric, and we know Miami's the worst tackling team in the country. Um, I mean, that's why those guys, I sent you that clip a couple weeks ago, that's why they chose them. They're terrible. How can they not? They have to get better. No, they didn't get better. They lost that game. And I think they're going to lose this game also. Give me Virginia plus the four. And Locks, you're in second place. You can go next. Yeah, I got to start off with my people, my SECs, uh, Alabama and uh, Ole Miss. I started checking my phone for the over-under line uh, immediately on Sunday at about 3.30. Refresh, refresh, refresh until it popped up, and I locked it in at 76.5. Since then, it has gone up to a balmy 80 points, boys. That is a whole lot of scoring going on this game. Uh I, I don't see how it doesn't go over. Uh, I think it's I think it's going to be an electric game. It's going to be like a, a, a Big Twelve up and up and down the field. You got two Heisman front runners at the quarterback position. Uh, and, uh, Lane Kiffin is going to be out for blood if he can if he can get any. And uh, I mean I I really just think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I think it's it could be well over eighty. Even you never know what may happen here. So. Uh, put me down for 750 Sluggo Bucks on the over on this one. I will do that, and thank you for reminding me because I didn't say what I was going to bet on Virginia. And you're minus 106 on that 76.5, by the way. Uh, Virginia is minus 112. I'm going to put uh, 300 Sluggo Bucks on that. I learned my lesson about that 1,000 last week, fellas. That <laughs> <laughs> hurt the old wallet. Uh, and by the way, Locks, uh, our good friend Anthony Weeks says you're a jinx by wearing that SEC shirt. We Not need that already. Everyone go push. No. Uh, three picks, uh, Nelson, three picks. And look here, Michael Hans in the house. So no telling what's coming up next, Casey. Um, and you're up next, actually. Your first pick of the week, Casey. You're on the mute. Beef? Yeah, now I'm unmuted now. How about that? See what happens? <laughs> Technology. So I uh, – Locks, I'm a one-upper in life. And Locks, Locks said he had the toilet bowl last week, but I, I got the true toilet bowl this week. Vanderbilt is a 14-point favorite <laughs> versus Connecticut. And so I'm going to the well early and often, and I'm actually going with Vandy minus 14. For a thousand sluggo bucks, I like to play. Lock it in. Well Lock done. It in. Well done. <laughs> like oh. I, they they pay on bad teams too. Uh, beef. Uh, that's mm-hmm. minus one hundred and nine. All right. SHP should have beaten St. Peter's Prep, Rob. 
<laughs> beautiful, beautiful. All right, my turn again. We're going to go back to that Cincinnati-Notre Dame game we're talking about. Now, I've been hearing a lot about this game since I locked this in because I feel I get under pressure. When you guys start making picks, i got to make my picks too, right? And I think I may have made the wrong pick, but even a blind squirrel finds a nut or whatever. I thought Notre Dame plus a point and a half was a good bet. Now, it's going up to two and a half now, so I'm starting to wonder a little bit, right? But I got Notre Dame at home getting points to an AAC team. I think I got to take that. Now, I don't know who's going to win. I just know that I listened to a podcast before we got on here. It said Notre Dame's offensive line. It sounded like they were talking about Clemson, saying they may be the worst in the country. I'm thinking, has this guy seen the Clemson Tigers play? Apparently not. But he thinks Notre Dame has one of the worst offensive lines and Notre, and they're going to lose outright to Cincinnati. Me, I'm going to bet on the Irish just because I think they've got better athletes, you know, position in and position out. I'm not sure about the quarterback. I'm a little bit worried about Notre Dame's uh, offense, but we'll see. So I'm taking Notre Dame. Plus a point and a half, and I feel so confident I'm going to do 200 struggle bucks hmm. on the fighting Irish. Uh, minus 113. Locks your second pick. <laughs> uh, let's see. My next one is uh, what? Oh, Friday night special, right? Uh, we have uh, Iowa versus uh, Maryland traveling uh, down to the dirty turps, as uh, SVP says. Um, I flip-flopped on this one twice now, I think. Uh, I liked it right when I locked it in at, at minus four. Uh, now it's down to three and a half. Uh, Iowa has an elite defense, uh, only averaging giving up 11 points allowed per game this year. They played two ranked teams. They beat them both. Um, they've won away. Maryland has a really good offense, but they really haven't played anybody. So, and plus they're at home. I, I think it is going to be a, a tighter game. I, I think Iowa wins by maybe like a touchdown here. I think it's going to be a really good Friday night game to watch, guys. It should be fun. So, uh, put me down for Iowa uh, in the cover and just do. Let's go with like three hundred on that one. I think I'm I'm not supremely confident about it, but all right, you getting now you're starting to turn. You know, last week I went your guys' way with the thousand. Yeah, we're dialing it back this, down. This week I'm going. Uh, we're we're all going back to the uh, to the lower bets. All right, beef bet number two for Mister Beef. Bet number two, go big or go home. I originally wanted Georgia Arkansas over under. I locked it in at forty eight and a half. Uh, all day today, literally was trying to trying to manufacture a way to pick the over. I'm going with the under here, Georgia, Arkansas, under 48 and a half. I just literally, and just thinking about it while Locks was rambling on about Iowa, Maryland, um, I was, I was thinking to myself how, that 28, 20, 20, 31, 20. I just don't know. I don't trust Georgia's offense quite yet. Yes. They threw a 60 burger up on somebody, uh, but I just, that defense isn't going to allow it. So I don't, I think they're going to do just enough to win. However, I'm going to go under 48 and a half. How many bucks? Uh, oh, I did a thousand on the Vandy game. So do 205 sluggo bucks. 200. I mean, where I'm at 1505 or 8505. I mean, I like zeros. I like zeros. You know, when I lose, how did that work out last time? <laughs> I'm at, I'm at 8505. That's how it works. <laughs> 
He likes zeros. Coincidentally, there's so many games he got right last week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think, okay, my third pick, I don't think it needs a lot of explaining. Uh, I'm going to take Boston College plus 14 and a half. Uh, I thought, again, I didn't get the best of the number because I didn't wait. And I thought 14 and a half, this has got to go down, right? It's got to go down like under 14. And I wanted that hook. Little did I know it was going to go the opposite direction. But I'm going to take Boston College plus 14 and a half. I think Clemson finds a way to win. But like I said, we don't need a lot of explaining to why I don't think Clemson is going to beat Boston College by more than 14 uh, points. And, again, as I said last week, if I happen to be wrong, oh, well, it's Lego Bucks and Clemson has crushed Boston College, right? So Boston College plus 14 and a half for – I'm going to do 500 on that game just to get a little – a little skin in the game with you guys. All right, Locks, your third pick. Uh, my third pick is Oregon versus uh, Stanford. Uh, locked it in at 58 points uh, for the over-under, and I think it's right around there. I don't think it's changed much. Uh, so I, this one again, too, I was like, you know, under, 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 but I think I'm going to end up taking the over uh, Oregon still has some defensive injuries. Um, they're going to score. Stanford can score and can run the ball, too. I think that's going to be a big factor. So uh, I, I think uh, 58 is probably just not enough. I, I think there'd be uh, probably about 60, 65 in there. So put me down for over. Give me, oh, 400. 400 Slugo bucks. That yep. will see its way back into the coffers of the – Slogo bookie. All right, beef. Your third and final pick, and our final pick of the night. Thank goodness. Speaking of speaking of bookies, I got my text message going with Han. He's 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 my degenerate gambler friend. All right, good. He just verified what I'm doing, so we'll definitely lose this one. Uh, Michigan versus Wisconsin. We watched Wisconsin. I watched way too much Wisconsin last <laughs> week. I watched uh, way too much Michigan because that Michigan Rutgers game was when a really frustrating time of the Clemson NC State game. So I spent a lot of time watching Michigan Rutgers as well. Michigan almost tried to blow that game. Rutgers, in in typical Rutgers fashion, was like, nah, we're not good enough yet. So all signs point to Wisconsin with a with a re-up game. Games in Wisconsin. Michigan is I got it locked in at plus one. And I'm actually going to go with Michigan. Even though everything's telling me to pick Wisconsin except Mike Hahn, I'm going Michigan. How many Sluggo bucks? 300. Ooh, not very confident. No, I'm not confident this week at all. Should should I say you're not very confident in Hans' bet? Uh, Hans says, God hates me, so Notre Dame's going to make the playoffs. (laughs) Yarber says, God doesn't hate you that much. No, he does. He does. (laughs) Hans wants somebody to pick Army. That was last week. I believe that was one of Beef's big fat L's last week. And uh, Stanford sucks. He's a message for locks he wants okay. me to parlay those three picks so he likes my picks this week he likes your money because you're you know lose those picks okay <laughs> my picks virginia plus four minus 112 at miami for 300 sluggo bucks notre dame plus one and a half minus 113 versus cincinnati 200 sluggo bucks and boston college plus 14.5 minus 107 at clemson for 500 sluggo bucks only got a thousand on the line for all three games uh, combined, and I'm taking $300. Interesting. All right, beef, Georgia, Arkansas, under 48.5, minus 110 for 
205 weird sluggo bucks. Vanderbilt minus 14 versus Connecticut. The real toilet bowl has uh, beef put on our rundown for 1,000 sluggo bucks. That's minus 109 if I didn't say that. Michigan plus one, uh, minus 112 versus Wisconsin. He said everything's telling him to pick Wisconsin, so he's going to go with Michigan for 300 sluggo bucks. Mr. SEC, also known as Zach Locks Parker, Alabama Ole Miss. He's taking the over minus one oh uh, over seventy six point five minus one oh six for seven hundred and fifty sluggo bucks. Iowa minus four minus one oh five at Maryland, undefeated Maryland for three hundred sluggo bucks. Oregon Stanford over fifty eight. Now the over is minus one eighteen. The under was a lot less than that. I think it was one oh six. They want you to. Bet on the under. That must mean Zach's got the right idea here. 400 Sluggo bucks. Whew. Sound right, fellas? Sounds good. Right. So okay. I'm, bet, I'm betting the most this week. Yep. Well, you got the most to make up. So That's yeah. right. With the hook, 1505. All right. Sounds cool. Uh, chopping beef. I had, couldn't watch it live last week. What's coming up this week, Case? You guys yeah, we got on? we got a great agenda of stuff. I've been really sending out a lot of information to locks. Oh, you haven't gotten it yet? Um, it must be in the interwebs. It's, 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 it's in the cloud. Uh, no, we got. I'm sure we'll have some some stuff. We had a pretty good show last week. We had our friend Mike Palk on with us. It was fun. It flowed. It went a little long, and then of course I forgot to put it on the uh, on the podcast version. So, well done. After wait, Marty so wait. friendly gave it to me, but I didn't put it up. Hour, my hours and hours and hours of <laughs> drinking beer while I watch the thing spin around is wasted. <laughs> yeah, well, I might do it tonight because Nelson Nelson was looking for it. So Sounds I don't want good. to Sounds disappoint good. our fan. Over on seldomuseserve.com, I put a. I finally got a pen to paper or cursor to internet and wrote something on a, being perspective as a Clemson fan trying to help people along through the last couple of weeks. And if they lose Saturday, somebody might have to help me along for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> From last week, Beef did a two cents, and um, it was a great article, Beef. I liked it. You said your wife even read it, which really impressed me, and Locks read it, which yeah. shocked me. Skimmed so, it. I, skimmed I mean, it. <laughs> those are the two views that I saw you had, your wife and Locks. So Perfect. Um, that works out. That's everybody you need, right? And John Chancey has been doing great work over there. Um, a lot of stuff for me, keep the information flowing. It's been a lot of fun working with Chancey. Um, he, he's been picking kind of like we have not the greatest thing, you know, not, not so great, but for Casey, the beef Creek, and you want to tell everybody goodbye. Sure. Thanks so much to everyone in the Facebook group, especially Nelson Wilhite for traveling back East so that he can help edit and produce our show. Uh, and all his help and support. Sean Chancey for his work on Seldom News Reserve. No one better writing articles. Everyone on Seldom News Reserve, Sluggo Podcast, each and every one of you who listens, likes, participates, and shares our show. Little side note, I will be in Clemson this weekend, so hit me up on the social medias if you're around. Love to drink a beer with you. On behalf of Marty, Seldom News Reserve, Coleman, Zach Locks, Parker, I am Casey the Beef Creek, and thanks so much for joining us on Sluggo. We'll see you next week. You're going to connect with J.P. Priester, right, Case? Yes, sir. Can't wait. All right. Thanks, Locks. You guys have a good night. See y'all. I think we're done here. <laughs>